Hello, and welcome back to Talisman Talk Podcast. This is Joseph Rigazio, Principal and CEO of Talisman Construction. And today we're going to be talking about COVID-19 and the realities in construction. Here with us today is Mark Caltobiano. Mark, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Well, first, Joel, thank you and hi, everyone. Um, for this invitation and opportunity to share what we see firsthand out in the field. Um, I've been in the construction industry for my entire career, starting with the trades after school and in several roles thereafter as a foreman, superintendent, and MEP superintendent, and then PM. Um, as the field compliance and safety manager here at Taliesin, I'm happy to share my experiences in working with project teams and, manage and management in growing safety and health company-wide. Thanks, Mark. Um, you know, it's unique times. Uh, the position that you have and and driving really the leadership of safety and how that has changed in the world of COVID-19. You know, we've been both blessed and um, challenged as well with the realities that we're part of essential construction. We have a good portion of our business uh, in the healthcare area. With yourself now uh, driving the safety, and now with the changes in COVID-19, you know what are some of those biggest challenges? Well, as a field and safety compliance manager, we're always building a culture of safety across all our projects. Um, whether we're mobilizing, we're demobilizing, we're putting plans in place. Um, I think, I think Joe, as an essential business and working with health, especially with healthcare facilities, um, we always need to find best practices and mitigate when we, uh, when it comes to worker safety and public safety. Uh, with COVID-19, our challenges change daily, since this has never happened in our lives. Supply chains, resources and needing our clients in healthcare, especially healthcare, to ensure that we understand in all our new and daily changes. Getting and providing our workers with the correct PPE has been the biggest challenge today. Thankfully to our vendors, we've been very supportive with sanitizing supplies, Clorox wipes, rubber gloves, masks, respirators, Lysol sprays, and antibacterial support, uh, sprays for surfaces. But most of all, Joe, our frontline laborers, superintendents, and everyone who has to be at the job sites um, truly learn firsthand what it's like today. Constant communication, reading and understanding daily notices, healthcare guidelines, OSHA, government, through constant tal and with constant uh, revisions to our talented orientations on sites uh, have been a big challenge. And communicating it and getting it out effectively and translating it and understanding the language and making sure that we all understand it at the same level, the importance of what we need to do to make us all safe um, has been a challenge. And I, and I think we've been doing it and we're still learning in it and we're still doing it. Uh, from, a, from a human standpoint, what are some of the, the, uh, the challenges that you didn't think uh, would, would have entered into the equation being that, um, people their own fears in walking on a job site. How are you mitigating through that? I think, I think uh, 
you know, as as these COVID-19 concerns come up, I don't think that we really were expecting a lot of jobs to be shut down. I think that we were going to have plans in place. Construction seemed as though it was going to continue to go on, um, especially with healthcare work um, and, and, and especially with non-essential work. We later learned as time went, you know, non-essential work became a concern and we had to shut these projects down. Um, and then we had to continue with how healthcare worked. My concern really was our work is getting sick or our work is just fearing the fact that they could be sick or who were they were going to come in contact with was always a challenge each day. And calling and speaking to our workers daily and listening to, to their concerns um, always worried us. Do you see any trends that are going to start to to come out of this? Um, you know, if you had a crystal ball, I know it's early. What what thoughts come to mind in the world of construction and safety with this human element? Uh, I do see some trends. I think uh, again, yeah, you're right, Joe. We have no crystal ball. I think in our lifetime. We've probably seen things like major storms, rain. We've seen high winds. We've seen cranes fall. I think we've seen people get hurt, falls on jobs, but no one's expected anything like a COVID-19. I think COVID-19 really put a new level with working remotely and increasing the stronger health and safety requirements out there. I think, I think no one expected 100,000 people or 100,000 deaths or tens of thousands of illnesses uh, with COVID-19. Um, I think we're going to start seeing more technology introduced in the work, in the work sites, at the work sites. I think over the past two years, some of the things that we've instituted was technology in the field, things like tracking compliances uh, through companies like MyComply with more emails, with more content on protocols, communications and site-specific requirements, I believe we're gonna see. I think we're gonna see uh, things like plan grid, uh, dedicate more project management to specifically look at things like health and safety on projects. I think things uh, like uh, uh, LinkedIn, uh, with this LinkedIn uh, tools for training, I think we're gonna see more health and safety. I think everybody looks at these tools and says, hey, you know what? I want to look at more about processes on how to write a change order or more of a, a better process or a learning tool on how um, to be a project manager. And I think we're going to start to see more things, more challenges on, on, on true safety and healthcare. care. Uh, some of the things that we've instituted uh, probably the past few months, uh, but more over the past couple of years, We've instituted things like the PICRA, pre-construction risk assessment review. I think that's going to be a big item that's going to come up. And I think more of health and safety um, needs to be on those things so we know in advance. Uh, if we're working at a healthcare facility where maybe we're working at a cancer research center or we're working on a project from the ground up uh, with just general construction health and safety concerns, we're talking about things like ICRA infectious control risk concerns. We're talking about best practices 
we're working near patients. What do we do when patients are near our work, our workspace? So we're doing these things already in healthcare, and I think it's going to be more of something we're going to do in general on, on just all projects. Um, there's going to be more things like uh, JHAs that are going to include more health than safety. There's going to be more pre-construction meetings with maybe the client involved and not just the Talison side. So I think um, I think a lot of the trends that we're going to see is documentation, more health than safety, uh, more tools, um, and and maybe try and be prepared if this ever would happen again. You know, it's interesting. It sounds like um, the the silver the positives is a bit more vigilance in the area of documentation and awareness because the element of fear uh, that everyone feels during this crisis. Uh, uh, do you think you'll we'll see actual results of less fall from struck fires, et cetera, because of this added vigilance? I think you thought about that at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, as a compliance uh, person, especially field compliance, we're constantly reading articles from OSHA each month, the DOB each month. We're seeing hospital uh, site-specific requirements through JHAs and pretest meetings. I think, and we all know that falls and objects falling is number one concern or the highest incident or death in construction, I think that's, I think there's more of a concern that we know this already and that we're talking about it for the longest time already for the past few years. And with, the, with new requirements like SST, SST looks a lot at things like fall protection and falling and incidences along those lines. But if you really look at the DOB, New York City DOB SST requirements, there's a lot of health and safety, more health built into those those uh, required hours to be a site super uh, supervisor. So we're already talking about health. And I think, I think it's gonna be more about health. It's gonna be more about pre-task, more about where we're going to work, what types of jobs we're gonna be on. So it's not gonna be New York City DOB, but it's gonna be in the suburbs, Nassau, Suffolk County, New Jersey, um, I think that's what we're going to see more of. I think there's going to be lots more conversation and more more of a serious tone when it comes to health, more than safety, I think, because health is becoming a bigger thing than safety today. And safety is important also. You know, it's, it's just interesting that um, my positive feelings and vision is we're going to see less people get hurt because there's just more planning that would go on. Um, and again, it's striking the iron while it's hot. We're in the crisis now. People are thinking of things they would never have thought before. And hopefully there'll be a lot of cool ideas that will come out that will hold and that will help in the area of safety. You know, you're going from job to job, you're seeing it. Um, 
uh, in a different light now than it was just, or that's a good question. Knowing that you go from job to job, what is the difference that you're seeing between now and just six weeks ago? Is anything come to mind right off the bat when you try to compare it that way? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely, Joe. I'm seeing, I'm seeing, uh, I'm hearing more stories about people protecting their families. You know, I remember growing up through the trades and one of the things that we always spoke about, Joe, was, you know, when you work all day out in the field, what are we doing at the end of the day? Right. Hopefully we're going home safely. Right. But then what do we do when we leave the job? We go home. And what do we do when we go home? Do we change our clothes before we walk in, the, in our homes and we hug our children and do we kiss our wives or, or, our, or our partners? What are we doing? Just, I think I'm seeing more people really sit down and, and tell stories like um, we had an insulator who shared a story with us not, not long ago who said, you know, I went home every day for 10 years, took my clothes off, jumped in the shower, and my wife picked up my clothes after me every day, shook them out and put them in the wash. And after 10 years, she picked up an illness because he was an insulator and worked with fiberglass for a long time. And that got her sick and she died. She died of lung cancer. So today, and and, and these are the trades. These are guys that are working either with lead, asbestos, insulators who are working with fiberglass. We're working with chemicals, right? So now we're taking all these stories all these stories that we've always shared with people, we talked about, but today with COVID-19, it's serious, right? Are we going home not knowing what germs we picked up? Even if we were just a painter, we're working with water-based paint today, what did we pick up on the job sites just walking around all day? Did we pick up some fiberglass? Did we pick up dust? Are we breathing in chemicals? What, what else are we doing yeah. besides just working with water-based paint? So yeah, let's change our clothes before we go home. Let's not expose our families and our children. Don't forget, children under 14 years old haven't hit puberty yet, right? There's no protection in those bodies yet. Let's not introduce contaminants and dust and fiberglass when you pick up your child, right? Take your clothes off before you walk in the door. Change, but then enjoy our families. So we're seeing more of these things and we're having more of these conversations. And yeah, we're, we're talking about guys who are worried about coming to work every day. We're seeing a decrease in work in work is coming to work today because they're scared. Right. Their wives are, are, are questioning them, right? They're questioning them not yep. to go to work. Where are you working? So let's, they're talking more about it. So that's, that's what I'm seeing. And I think everybody's starting to see that, hey, you know what? I'm changing my clothes before I go home. I'm washing better before I walk in the house. We're seeing those changes in, in our hygiene and our health. Now, he made a bunch of comments there um, that just that awareness. You know, me, myself, I'm not as much swinging a hammer on the job site, picking that up. I'm in the office. I'm at meetings. I'm in conference rooms. I have been thinking about the handshake, um, uh, the big hugs. Um, well, you know, I, I hope I do hope to get back to that. Uh, however, for sure, if I'm picking up dust from sheetrock, if stone is being cut and silica is a- a- aerosoled, 
you know, you think differently. Um, interesting. You know, from a from an authority standpoint now, and and again, we're 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 living the reality today. We're as vigilant as we can be in moving projects forward. Um, as far as the AEC world, our architects and engineers, and how they would be advocating to authorities. Have you given that much thought? What types of things you you'd like to see and or are seeing? Um, from the professionals? Yeah. Um, engineers and consultants, you know, we know they include things like ADA requirements, safety and site-specific requirements and client-type requirements are usually or generally in a specification or on some of these drawings that we're reviewing every day and we're building by, right? But I think what they're going to be looking for is more documentation. I think they're, we're, they're going to be asking for more things like, you know, since they're engineers of records or architects of records, they're going to ask for more sign-offs. And I think documentation on our end as a contractor um, with certifications, do we, are we using the right people to build something? I think we're going to start seeing more of that, especially on projects like healthcare, government, public transportation, and work, and work along those lines. I've seen it on my past projects. Years ago, when we did nothing but municipality work for the DDC, Parks Department, New York City, um, it was nothing but paperwork and documentation. And years later on, when you when you really start getting on these projects, it all comes back. It's really about documentation. I think they're going to want to see more of that uh, on a lot of these projects, and, and especially with the client. The clients are going to probably put these in their in – their, uh, their requirements to these architects and engineers to make sure that we we're having the we do have the right people on these projects going forward. Yeah, interesting. Maybe there's a little more spec in the area of means and methods. You know, again, where it's it's not as drastic for us being that we come from the world of the healthcare industry, and uh, we have plenty of acronyms for health. But again, with COVID-19, it's, you know, not just in a occupied healthcare facility that one would worry, uh, it's this epidemic, um, crazy time. Yeah, and if I can add, Joe, um, I think, I think uh, you know, we at Talis in Construction, we, um, we talk about this culture, right? Our culture of safety and how we, we always lead by example, right? So, you know, when we walk onto a job site, it's important that we're leading by example. We're wearing the, the proper dust mask or, or respirator and, and we're trained on it. We're also making sure that we're wearing our hard hats and vests and work boots, right? So we're leading by example within Talis and construction. But I think it's also very important that we're making sure that our subcontractors, the people that work for Talison, are also building their own cultures of safety. The culture of safety is not only with Talison, and it's not only Talison leading by example, but our contractors that we work with, our subcontractors, they got to be on board with us. They can't come onto our job sites, you know, with their own type of culture. The culture has to be a culture of safety, a culture of health, and that's what we're doing. 
you know, uh, well said and, and very good points, right? The commanding the job site, the whole ecosystem that comes together, we feel that responsibility. Not only do we have to show best practices, but we have to motivate and then insist on that compliance moving forward, not just for their own health, but then the health back to all of us that we feel you know, responsible for. Um, you know, and, and, and again, a positive lining on the COVID-19. People are paying attention. Now the, now the time is to get that next best practice in through all the way to all levels of, of the, our, uh, our ecosystem that not just the tradesmen, the suppliers, the clients and the professionals alike. You know, Mark, thanks a lot. Great discussion. Boy, already it felt like uh, you've only been on the call for about five, ten minutes. Hopefully the audio has been going well since we're both busy and actually traveling. Um, so thank you again. This is Joseph Rigazio with Dallas Construction. Good one. <laughs>